Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Good morning, Vietnam! Welcome to the jungle, baby. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to Two Dudes Movie Reviews. Mara, the meatloaf! You see what happens, Larry? How to get burned! How to get burned! How to get burned! They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works. Every time. I am loving this. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Come with me if you want to live. Gentlemen, you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Now, here's your hosts, Sky and Colin. Here's Johnny! Hey, movie streamers. 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 You're listening to Two Dudes Movie Reviews with Sky. And Colin. I was really waiting for you. And Colin. Oh, you fucker. And Colin. You (laughs) fucking... Turd burger. You dog. <laughs> you goon. Oh man. I was I was waiting for you to interrupt me. You saw what I was doing, right? I did see what you were doing. And at first I was like, oh, he messed up. And then I was like, wait a minute. He's not messing up. He's fucking killing it right now. <laughs> yeah. He's killing the game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just, just like you know. I was stuck in a time loop. Exactly. Oh. Wait, was that what was happening? <laughs> yup. Uh, just let you know, though. Uh, you can edit this out. You don't have to edit this out. My AirPods disconnected, so you're going to hear you through my mic on that. <laughs> Unless you edit oh, it out. Oh, no. So it might be like quadruple the amount. I don't know how that works. Oh, yeah. Infinite loops? Yeah, like soundception. There's going to be so many loops going on. I don't yeah. know if the Swampies are going to be able to fucking handle it. <laughs> I don't know if I can handle it. Probably can't. <laughs> Probably can't. I just shitted. <laughs> shitted. It's shitted Is with it D's, sh- all D's. Shitted or shite? I'm a shitted kind of guy myself, I'm honestly. A sh- I'm actually a shooted. <laughs> You're shooted. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a shitted. I got to be really careful about that because for some reason, pee-pee-poo-poo stuff has been coming up a lot in my life, like in recent days. Yeah, okay. And I don't want to put out the wrong message that that's what I'm looking for in the world. Like, I'm not... I'm going to say it right now on the podcast. I have no interest in being poo-poo pee-peed on or okay. poo-poo pee-peeing on anybody else. All right. Well, I was I was going to say, uh, you're like, oh, you know, poo-poo pee-pee's been coming up a lot in my life. I'm like, yeah, we do this show every week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. We just did a Will Ferrell movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Was that? that was like two weeks ago now, but we are back with obviously another streaming movie because we're still in quarantine double deuce. <laughs> I, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, it's not the same as the summer cram. It isn't. I'm it. super, super bummed to be missing out on summer cram. Yeah, same. But there are plenty of good summer cram episodes from 2019 that people can listen to, which yeah. I actually have been listening back to some of those older episodes and... And we were killing it all the way back then, too. Mm-hmm. Killing the game since 2018. 
<laughs> in a sense of that we were ruining the game. Yeah. yeah. Changing the game. Um <laughs> Yeah. I think we changed the game. Yeah. What is the game anyway? Uh Mancala. <laughs> you know that game? Yeah, I know. I've with never, a little, played, never played it though. With the little the little stones that you move like one space at a time and then you gotta get them all to the end space. It's a very grandma kind of game to play. I was play. gonna say, what a drop. You couldn't have gone with like checkers or something like that. Instead of Mancala. <laughs> Dude, I'm going for the fucking B sides. Backgammon. Um, I'm a deep cut kind of guy. I, oh, I know you a deep cut kind of guy. Uh, Bro. <laughs> I cut the deepest, if you know what I mean. My boy Sky, he, he cuts the deepest. <laughs> I only do deep cuts. cuts. Imagine a DJ that only plays deep cuts. Oh, best party ever. Be like, y'all like Aerosmith? Yeah. Well, here's a song you never heard before. <laughs> And I can't even do a. Oh yeah, that, yeah, that's a deep cut. cut. <laughs> what a deep cut, man! I should have picked a band that I actually knew a deep cut from, because I was also just gonna do another super popular Aerosmith song. <laughs> I could stay awake just to hear you breathe. Oh wow! Sounded just like them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I actually, you know, you said movie streamers. Back again with another streaming movie. Hmm, tell me about it. Next week is actually going to be a movie that was supposed to go in theaters. It, it hit VOD. So is that different? I don't know. But that's what we're coming back with next week. I think that'll still be a movie streamers intro because we would be streaming it. You know? Yeah, I guess so. But uh, I realized because we had put together a schedule of, you know, these are the movies we're going to do. We were gearing up for a movie theaters reopening. Uh, the first in theater movie to come out was going to be Saint Maud, which I was very excited about because that would have been back to back A twenty four movies. Kind of yep. just let you know what the episode after this is going to be. But I uh, just realized that got pushed back. I think because it's I can't find a release date anymore for it. The state of the movie world is depressing. Yeah, I, I looked for it and it was gone. So I looked all over and I think it got pushed back indefinitely. Like maybe they're just waiting to see what happens or maybe they're contemplating just throwing out on, on VOD. I do not know. It's very upsetting. I'm interested to find out after all of this is done, like how well the VOD model works for these smaller studios, because they're the ones I feel for the most. Like I don't give a fuck if they have to push back fast nine, let that movie come out in 2025. I don't give a shit. Yeah. That being said, I am very interested to see John Cena in a Fast and Furious movie because obviously it's going to be ridiculous. I also heard that they might be going into space in that one. Uh, yeah, man, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like it's the only place you could go. You got to go into space next. Have Drive a ever, fucking Dodge Charger into the moon. Have you ever? <laughs> have you ever uh, gone and looked at twenty twenty one just for the hell of it? Because so many things have been getting pushed back. No, I haven't. I'm sure that's going to be, dude. If the movie theaters reopen and stuff starts going back to normal, 2021 is going to be so full of movies that our show just might implode on itself. This is, this is, I'm just going to, you know, go through a bunch of like the first few months. Our summer cram will be crammed. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that. But Dude, uh, we might have to cram the full year, just do two episodes a week, make episodes like 45 minutes a piece. No banter. Just be like, what's up, Colin? What's up, Sky? All right. So we're talking about Cats and Dogs 2. 
I was going to say January 15th, Peter Rabbit 2, The Runaway. So we could do that. Mm. But uh, January 15th, also, Mortal Kombat comes out. So, I mean, we oh, got to know we got to do that. Yeah, Mortal Kombat. Come on. Um, but, you know, Dude, we got to finish me <laughs> to completion. <laughs> oh, fatality. Yeah. Uh, February 12th is The Eternals now. That's cool. <sighs> Ghostbusters is March 5th. Tom and Jerry also comes out on March 5th. And March 19th is Morbius and Tomb Raider 2. April 2nd? Damn. Fast, Fast Furious? I know, I know wait, you about that. Wait. They're doing Tomb Raider 2? Yeah, Tomb Raider 2. Didn't the first one bomb? I don't know financially if it bombed. I know critically it was slammed. I was going to say in the eyes of me, I thought it was terrible. Yeah. Bob's Burgers is the week after Fast and Furious. And then They're last a night, Bob's Burgers movie? Hell yeah. And then... Uh, huh. April 23rd is last night in Soho, so that's cool. Shang-Chi's May oh. 7th. Godzilla vs. Kong and the Saw reboot are on the same day in May. The Cruella DeVille movie with Emma Stone is on the 28th. Jurassic World's on June 11th. In the Heights and the untitled Pixar movie is the week after that. And then Venom 2 is the week after that. Wait, they have an untitled Pixar movie coming out before Soul? No, Soul's coming out in a few months, dude. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see, I guess. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> and I don't know if you knew this, but uh, Jackass 4 is the thing that's coming out. Was it going to take place in a retirement home? Maybe. Yeah. Listen to July, though. Jackass 4, a new Minions movie, Space Jam 2, the Uncharted movie, <laughs> and then Jungle Cruise. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. I would be interested to see the, the an Uncharted movie because I really like those games and I like Tom Holland. And uh, apparently Tom Holland is in some sort of more like hard-hitting, serious, like, I don't know if there's, like, any action, but, like, drama, like, intense movie where he plays, like, a more sinister role. Uh, like, the early early things are saying, like, oh, man, he's he's great in it. Like, he's, he's super intense. I don't remember the name of the movie, but I just remember seeing an article about it, like, today or yesterday. He has, um, like we said before, he has a bunch of in-post-production movies. One is think uncharted uncharted for sure and then i think another one that like they're counting is like untitled spider-man like whatever the next spider-man movie is going to be but he's got one mm-hmm. called uh cherry and another one called chaos walking those are i think post. chaos walking is the one okay i might be wrong and then there's one that's actually completed that's supposed to come out this year I, i'm just blanking on the name mm, that might be the one because i saw a picture of him in it and he's got like a shaved head like you know a buzzed head and oh. he's got it's got like a pistol at the camera or something like that. He's just looking, just mean mugging. He's he's looking like a generic action movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, is that Jason Statham? <laughs> no, it's Tom Holland. <laughs> I get that a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. I'm sure they get that a lot. Oh man, but how how have you been, dude? I have been great. Been having a string of good days, which is nice because that's uh, not as common, especially during this whole quarantine pandemic situation. And then obviously just the state of the world, but you got to find the good moments and uh, cherish them while you got them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been in, I've been in a really good mood lately. What about you? Yeah, been, been good. I am very busy. Got cool. Freelance work. Good talking to you. Okay. Yeah, we're done here. Okay. Um <laughs> Oh, my birthday is in like two weeks. <laughs> oh, and then my birthday's two weeks after that, like to the day, which we found out by accident. Yeah. <laughs> last year on the show. Wait a minute. 
So we got to we got to think of a uh, you know a birthday themed game to do because that was fun doing that last year. And, yeah, um, our, go back and listen to our Dirty Thirty episode. I don't remember which number it was. I feel like it was like uh, maybe in like the fifty range, something like that. I might be wrong. It might have been earlier. Well, we put out an episode a week, fifty six weeks in a year, right? Fifty two weeks in a year, 52. but we threw in a ton of bonus episodes, and then the summer cram we were doing two a week. So it threw off our whole year. We did like 70 episodes in our first year. We're fucking awesome. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I get it. We're cool. <laughs> why, why tell me this? <laughs> yeah. I already know, brah. <laughs> tell me something I don't know. Now I now I need a cool middle school quip. Uh, I know you are, but what am I? Fucking douche. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Colin, there's, there's something you need to know about me. And then there's something that you need to know about yourself. And that's that I am rubber and you are fucking glue. So All right. I'm, I'm sticky. Dude, take a fucking There's one thing shower. I know about you. There's <laughs> one thing I know about you. You're fucking sticky, dude. You sticky, bro. <laughs> bro, bro, you lived that sticky, icky life. <laughs> I am rubber. You are glue. Take a goddamn shower, bro. <laughs> take a shower. Why are you rubber anyways? Yeah. Don't you like my latex suit? It's gonna, it's gonna say, you've always got a rubber on you, <laughs> bro. Bro, you know I'm always packing that heat. <laughs> Thwap! <laughs> you just drop it on the table. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Spe- speaking of Listen, thwap and and automatopias, working on the quantum fucker right now. Oh, dude, the swampies are in for a treat because uh, I got a sneak peek at the quantum fucker. And it is sweet. I'm going to get it tattooed on me. If you do, I'm going to die. <laughs> I just want it with with no text, just the image of them. And then I want people to be like, oh, what is that? Like, what's that from? I'm like, that's the quantum fucker. I'm like, what the shit is that? I'm like, it's a dumb joke I made on a podcast once. <laughs> now it's I, on my body forever. My artwork is on four, four people. Yeah, four people. Is it? Mm-hmm. People I know? Uh, no. <laughs> oh, well. One person from high school actually paid me to draw it, like, like years after we were out of high school. And then one of my ex-girlfriends was getting a tattoo, and she wanted me to draw that. So that's on her. And okay. uh, then my friend Wayne, I don't know if Wayne listens to the show or not, but I remember in high school, I was taking, like, enrichment art, basically. Like, I had taken all of the art classes that were offered. So they basically were like, here, like, you can do, like, a senior study, like, bonus class for for art if you want to, because that's what I wanted to do. And, like, part of the curriculum was kind of, like, it was very lax. It was just, you have five projects that you got to do throughout the year. You got to hit these different categories, like, that they wanted you to do, like, either, like, black and white or whatever. But the final was um, you could do anything, but I had to do something that was meaningful and it had to be something that was for the school, like something to be hung up for the school. Essentially they wanted me to decorate. Um, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> but my friend Wayne, give was, us a makeover exactly. in the West wing. My friend Wayne though was like, you should do something really stupid and somehow get it approved. He's like, and if you do it, I will get it tattooed on my body. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and so I <laughs> painted six feet by six feet, uh, Benjamin Franklin, but he's on rollerblades and he's on the world and there's a rainbow behind him and his That's awesome and his yeah and his his rollerblades say roller awesome which I thought was hilarious but uh 
<laughs> I remember like when I had to get it approved because it's it's hung up in the, the like the social studies or history uh, classroom in our high school. And yeah. I remember like I had to go to like the the teacher and be like, hey, like, you know, I want to do this. And he's like, well, why do you want to do this? And it was like, well, you know, like Benjamin Franklin was like such a really, you know, he's a very influential and great inventor of you know his time. And like um, rollerblades were such a great invention in our time because it helps you stay fit and recreation and all that. And so they like obviously it, it kind of like, you know, you know, shows the progression of like, you know, ingenuity. And then he was just like sure <laughs> like whatever but uh you know the like, way every high school teacher is basically yeah so there now you know there's a six feet by six feet painting of benjamin franklin on rollerblades with a rainbow behind him uh in that classroom but i remember it was like two or three years later like i had complete i wasn't gonna hold him to that be like okay i did the painting now you get inked buddy <laughs> so it's going on you forever uh, yeah so like i forgot about it but it was like three years later and I didn't even talk to him in a while, like, cause he went away to school. I remember I just get a text from one day and he's like, Hey man, I'm getting Ben done. And I was like, what the fuck is, and I was like, Oh shit. But I went with him to go get it done. And the guy was like, like Wayne just comes in and he throws down the like artwork and he's like, Hey, can you do this? And the guy was like, Oh yeah, I, I can do that if you want it. And, <laughs> and yeah, and he's, he got it like on his upper leg, like really high up. And we asked him, we, the real reason was he didn't want his parents to see that he got Benjamin Franklin rollerblading tattooed on him. But, uh, yeah, but I, I lost at this. We're like, why are you getting it so high up? And he was like, if you do anything about fashion, you know, that booty shirt's going to be in style in like two years. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> but started, shorts were huge back then. I started dying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Listen, I I'm guess a guy I know who's nothing about pretty fashion. dumb tattoos, so I get it. Yeah, man, if you get the quantum fucker, that'd be that'd be four people. Yeah, dude, I would be honored to be a part of that list of uh, dumbasses who got Colin's artwork tattooed on his, their body. <laughs> uh, hey, man, it's not on me, so I'm cool with it. It is on you because you're the one who who drew it. You should have. You should. <laughs> this is on you, buddy. Like, this one's on you. <laughs> but the quantum fucker is it's going to be amazing and I can't wait for it to go out and when it goes out it's going to be on two dudes because that's where all of our merch is and I'm getting better <laughs> at plugging the show before it's over so I feel like a lot of you fucking swampies aren't listening to us when we tell you to do that stuff when we tell you to follow us on social media at two dudes movie reviews and when we tell you to leave us a five star review because we just want to give you free stuff and if you leave us some five-star reviews and we hit 100, we're going to give one random swampy, not totally random, you, you'd have to write a review, and then we can call out your screen name that you wrote the review with and send you a bunch of free shit. Maybe a quantum fucker shirt. I don't know. I don't Whatever you want, really. Yeah. I, I, can't, I can't tell you what you're going to get because, honestly, I don't care. <laughs> this would be a perfect opportunity for it. I don't make the rules. <laughs> I don't make the rules. Fuck seats. <laughs> I just love that. He's like, I, move up. I hate seats. Fuck seats. I don't make the rules. It's like, yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, you everybody do. Around. <laughs> Listen, Fred, Mr. Durst. Yeah, I know we've talked about that on past episodes, but you guys need to go watch uh, Limp Biscuit live in like 99 at some fucking San Francisco dome shit, whatever it is. I don't know. That's a horrible explanation of where to find it, but 
If you do need to find it, if you need to find us, you can just go all the way to the trailer park. Nice. Right around that time. Yeah. <laughs> Always around that time. So what are we talking today? Well, in uh, in recent tradition, uh, I have no idea. I forgot. I forgot what we said. Oh, no, I remember. Listen, guys, it's all an act. I like to play dumb. I like to I like to have a little fun with the show. I like to I like to make believe that you know what? Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. Maybe <laughs> I don't. You you'll never know. Did you ever know that you're my hero and you're everything I would like to be? That's so sweet. Yeah, I'm basically just trying to tell you that you are the wind beneath my wings. Damn, man. That means a lot. Yeah, and you know what else has wings? Jets. And you know what else has jets? Football. But we're not talking about that because we are talking about Top Gun. <laughs> yeah, we're talking Top Gun. This this trailer it came out a long time ago. Now we can do yeah. we can do the second one, so it's only six months removed from its release date. But oh, good. <laughs> we got a fresh trailer for you guys. Yeah, we do have a fresh trailer for you. The the pickings are slim. And yeah, you there's kidding. a few that we're trying to save, and there was one movie we could have done that was probably more relevant to what we're doing today, but we didn't want to. We thought maybe this is cool, you know. So maybe I, I guess this is I guess this is on us. <laughs> yep, this is where we're at. This is this is what we got to offer you, fucking swampies. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, so we're doing we're doing Top Gun. What's your what's your relationship with Top Gun? Wait, none. I have. I said Top Gun. Oh. Talking. What is that? It means nothing. <laughs> Not a word. <laughs> Top Gun. Um, yeah. So, what's your relationship with it? Uh, none. Like literally zero. Like you never seen it, or you just yep. never really. Right. For it? I am. I am familiar with its place in the zeitgeist. I have seen multiple scenes from it, i.e., volleyball. But okay. I've never watched the entire movie. It. I have zero percent interest. I'm not a big Tom Cruise fan. See, I actually real like. Okay, Tom Cruise, the person, debatable, uh, <laughs> say the least. But uh, I really like Tom Cruise in a lot of movies. I mean, he's great in Mission Impossible movies. The Mummy, The Mummy, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I was gonna say I always really liked him in War of the Worlds. I think a lot of people shit on War of the Worlds, but I like that movie a lot. And I uh, like that movie. Really? Yeah, I, I actually really like that. That was like one of like the Tom Cruise movies that came out after a string of bad ones that I was like, nice. Um, Minority Report. I don't know if you like that one. Oblivion, oh, yeah. Edge of Tomorrow. Those are cool. I like that one. Yeah. I, I've always liked... Uh, like. Oh, uh, I like Magnolia. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Besides him, though, like if you want to just talk other people involved, the cast in this movie is pretty awesome. Is it? Who's in it? John Hamm is in it, Um, and Miles Teller's also in it, and I think uh, Val Kilmer... Kilmer Ed Harris is in it. I'm gonna have to watch the trailer <laughs> and jog my memory on other people. But, but I mean, I mean, I love John Hamm and I really like Miles Teller. So those two right there, I was like, okay, cool. Me too. Those are two really good additions. Yeah, I think if there's anything that's gonna get me excited, because I'm I'm the same. I've seen Top Gun, but I'm not like, I'm not like big into it. And there's all like the people that are like, oh man, I'm going to like a Halloween party dressing as fucking Tommy Boy. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Maverick? Rick? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, even the even the uh, the director on this movie, I kind of like some of the stuff he's in. He he worked with Tom Cruise on Oblivion, 
But uh, he did the the new Tron movie, which also they announced they're doing a, a new Tron movie, like a sequel to that one. So that's pretty cool. Um, a Jimmy Neutron movie? Yeah, Jimmy Neutron. You said Neutron, right? I said Neutron movie, bro. This is the theme song to Jimmy Neutron. The Jimmy Neutron movie slaps. Does it? <laughs> I remember seeing that in theaters when I was a, as a young lad. But I was like too old to enjoy it, I feel like. The Jonas Brothers made a song called um, We're the Kids of the Future. And they literally, it's just the kids of America. Like we're the kids in America. But then uh-huh. they just change in America to the, of the future. And then they probably just made bank off of it. That's horrible. Why do you know that about the Jonas Brothers? Why do you know anything about the Jonas Brothers? Who are the Jonas Brothers? I'm gonna. I have to support the Jonas Brothers. Have to because they're Jersey Boys. Jersey Boys. They support the red and black. So, oh, they're Devils fans. Yeah, they're Devils fans. Uh, okay, I get it. I get mm-hmm. it now. Go Rangers. No. Okay. Are, are we ending this episode now? Because I'll do I it. Know. I'm not going to die on that sword. I was going to say, I'll turn this plane around. (laughs) I'm tired of these monkey flying snakes on this Monday to Friday plane. (laughs) Like instead of you got what I did there, right? Top gun plane instead of car. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. no. I get it. But why don't we get into this trailer? Let's let's do that. Plane. Your instructor is one of the finest pilots this program has ever produced. His exploits are legendary. The legendary sky. Then why the fuck haven't you seen the movie? <laughs> Yeah, I guess. They very well mean the difference between life and death. There he is. There's the boy. <laughs> Pick up with that mustache. Your reputation proceeds. I don't know why he would want to be a pilot after he became such an awesome jazz drummer. Yeah, true that. orders, Maverick. get that music yeah I think that's supposed to be a big deal yeah music is a big deal music was in Guitar Hero was it in Guitar Hero yeah dude it was like a DLC song Uh, I never had the DLC stuff for that that game whoa that was risky. That was some risky business. Oh, you got him. <laughs> got him. The visuals oh, look really whoa. cool in this movie. I'll give it that. Did you see the way his um, his engine blew out? That's going to make that mission pretty impossible. Going to space? He's got a space helmet. That's what I was gonna say. It's time to venture the cosmos. Well, I don't give a shit about that movie. (laughs) 
I I said this. I think the visuals actually look really nice in the movie. Sure. That's it. That's all okay. I got. Sure. We're, we're done. No. No, it does it does look good. There are people I like that are in it, but like I guess I would have to watch the first Top Gun, which doesn't make me super excited. And I don't know. I'm just not into a lot of like military movies. And like this isn't even like a like a war movie. It's just a military movie. And like I don't know. There's just something that uh there's just something that doesn't resonate with me about this. Like uh, Top Gun wasn't a big deal for me. I mean, Top Gun also came out just ahead of our generation. Like we're like kind of five years behind Top Gun, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, I've been trying to be a little bit more positive on the movie. I also don't really care too much for Top Gun to kind of put a feather in your cap on why I shouldn't be <laughs> excited for it. Aaron Kruger is one of the writers on this movie. His track record is, is bad. It's rough. Oh rough, yeah. Rough times. Yeah. Cause we've already talked about him on the show. He was the writer on Dumbo and Oh no. Yeah. And I mean, he's done a couple other good movies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, he was also the writer on ghost in the shell and three of the transformers movies, arguably the three worst ones. Oh good. The ring too. Dude, yeah. Like mm-mm. dude, the abuse that Dumbo had to go through. And I don't mean the character. I mean that movie. It's, it's, it's heartbreaking. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> Poor Michael Keaton. Yeah, Mike, Michael Keaton. It was, we, sh- we probably shouldn't talk about it right now. <laughs> on this sensitive on subject. Yeah, exactly. Eric Warren Singer, that was the other writer on it. And he was the writer on American Hustle. So, oh, I like that movie. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. I like the director. Not a big fan of the, the person who wrote the screenplay. But yeah, uh, and I, I like the cast. So I'm willing to give it a shot. This is kind of like, I know this is based on another property and I'm not a huge fan of that property, but this kind of watching the trailer almost gives me the same vibes of like how I was feeling when I watched the Ford vs. Ferrari trailer. Where I was just kind of like, not into cars, not into these like types of movies. And then the movie was really good. So I'm going to give it a fair shake. Oh, I'll still see it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to see yeah. everything. Yeah. I think this will have to be a review. Yeah, that's something I wanted to ask. Do you think that this is a even if it's not a big deal for us do you think it's a big deal for the general public yeah yeah i do i think movie lovers especially i think people are going to be excited for this was top gun like critically acclaimed or anything like that or like i just thought it was one of those like 80s kind of actiony movies where it's just like i don't know bros being bros just dudes being dudes throwing back a couple beers and getting in the plane <laughs> Yeah, the way you do in the eighties. Um, no, Top Top Gun has a much better audience score than critic score. Hmm, okay. The critic the critic score is failing. The audience score is pretty high. Really? On the original? Yeah, on the original it's a fifty four critics, eighty three audience. So Wow. Holy shit. Well, I mean the audience are the ones who are paying to see it, so I guess it makes sense if they want to cater to them. But then yeah. now we've been doing a lot of trailers for movies where they're coming back around and revisiting old stories from whatever, 20, 30 years ago. Does this feel like a cash grab to you? It feels unnecessary. <laughs> okay. For yeah, sure. I agree. I, this wasn't something that I was like, Oh, they're really cool to, to get back to top gun. Um, <laughs> I don't know who said that. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, 
Yeah, that's that's something that I thought, but I don't know. There's a lot of people involved from the previous ones, not the director and writer, so I really don't know. So I don't know. I think it feels cash grabby. I was gonna try and not be not be mean about it, but I think it does feel cash grabby. Yeah, it just seems I don't know. I don't know. You know what? Maybe I'm gonna watch Top Gun and be like, holy fuck, that movie is awesome. <laughs> but I just don't think I would. Yeah, no. But I'll try it. I'll either. give it a shot because I I definitely have to watch it before this movie comes out. I'm not going to go into this movie having not seen the original, you know, like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta give it a fair chance. I'm, I'm into giving it a chance, but, uh, and cause you know what? I think you did a, you made a great point bringing up Ford V Ferrari because we did the trailer park for that. And I'm like, I'm not fucking into this. I'm like, I like Christian Bale, Matt Damon's hit or miss. I don't give a fuck about cars or racing. I'm like, yeah, I'll see it if I have to. And then the movie came out and it was in my top 10 for the year. Yeah, it was, it was really good. <laughs> yeah. It's There's awesome. Movies come out of nowhere every year. Like I feel like, you know, going to every year you have the movies you're looking forward to. And then half of them make it onto like your top 10 or like you know, half is probably very generous. Like last year, I'm trying to think of the movies that were in my top 10 that I was like, real like when 2019 started, the ones that I knew I was excited for. And it was probably like I was excited for Joker. I was excited for Endgame, but John Wick and John Wick, yeah. But like Ford didn't know anything about villains. Didn't know anything about Parasite. We didn't know anything about. So right, I, movies are movies are gonna they're gonna come in and surprise you. So and I'm okay with that. I like being surprised. I'd rather be proven wrong. Yeah, same. More that was the thing about last year it was just surprise after surprise. Yeah, it was awesome. Got me got me fucking moist. <laughs> moist jennifer connelly is also the actress in this which is is cool mainly because uh you know what character she voices no i don't let's see let's see if you got this okay you gave up already yeah i, I give up all right Wait, she voices a character in the movie no no she voices a character from a movie that i know you really like oh um is it a movie from last year it's a movie from 2017 2017 i don't know you just tell me She's the voice in Spider-Man suit in Homecoming. Oh, is she? Yeah. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that was 2017. Okay. I was going to... Was, was that 2017 or 2018? I can't remember. But yeah, so that's that's another person involved in the movie that... I, I can't say I'm a Jennifer Connelly fan, but at least that's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's something. That's something there. MCU. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you got anything else on this? I don't. Let's get the fuck out of this trailer park. These jets are flying a little bit too low for my liking. Yeah. They're messing up my hairdo. <laughs> Sergeant, these planes are messing up my feathered hair. Dude, my hair has gotten long since you see me. I, uh, I've i been pulling it back, like wearing a hat while I'm working and stuff. But the other day, I just like let it all hang loose. And I was like, shit, bro, my hair is getting long. <laughs> I don't even know if we, I don't even think we mentioned what movie we're doing. No, no, we didn't. We mentioned themes within the movie without mentioning the movie. I think we mentioned that it's streaming, but not streaming where, but we were talking a Hulu original movie. This is a first for us, right? Is, is that right? This is a first review, yeah, because the trailer park that we did for this film was the first time we ever done a Hulu original film for a trailer park. Right. So I'm going to count this movie, by the way, on our list for movies of the year because we got Slim Pickens anyways. Yeah, but no. This movie, it, this showed at festivals too, right? Yeah, yeah, this this played at uh, Sundance, I'm pretty sure. 
And yeah. uh, I mean, we mentioned on the trailer park, so I'll just mention it now. After the festival run, which I think was just Sundance, maybe it played at a few other ones, but after the festivals, uh, it was sent at 100% Rotten Tomatoes. Crazy. Yeah, so... I mean, that obviously was probably going to change. It always does with those movies. Just how much, you don't know. Because people will go to festivals and they just lose their minds. But Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I mean, I think we were both excited for this, though. The trailer, we were both like, okay, this looks fucking cool. And uh, I had mentioned when we were doing the trailer park for it, um, this movie has been a passion project. Max Barbacow and Andy Sarahu, the two that's the director and the writer on it. For Max, this is his first, I guess, original feature length film. He, he has two other or, like original films, but they're documentaries, so they're based on something else. This is a completely unique thing. And then yeah. Andy Sarah, this is actually his feature film debut writing anything. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's pretty cool. But they've been they've been working on this movie and you know, writing it and workshopping it since they were in college. Um, so this is a thing that they've wanted to do for a long time. And the cast, I think it's been this way with a lot of movies lately. Pretty, it's mainly only like a few people in the movie. It's really Andy Samberg and Kristen Milotti and J.K. Simmons are running the show. Um, yeah. But it, in general, it's the two of them. It's Andy Samberg and Kristen, I think it's Milotti. <laughs> Hopefully it is. I think so. Okay. But yeah, and it's actually funny. Uh, when we did the trailer park, we mentioned Hot Rod. I watched Hot Rod this past weekend. Oh, that's awesome. Well, we talked about Hot Rod on What to Watch, right? Yeah. That movie is great. Any we... Anytime I can meet somebody who has shares an appreciation for that movie, it's like, oh. I think we mentioned Hot Rod in the Eurovision episode is the one it was. But yeah, it was recent. Something recent, yeah. If you want to know more of our feelings on Andy Samberg, I guess go listen to the trailer park. But really like Andy Samberg, and we love J.K. Simmons. So uh, I was excited about this. And obviously, it having a 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, that just piqued my interest even more. And I would say we haven't had a really good rom-com in about a year. Yeah, I don't think you're, I don't think you're wrong there. Because I don't remember anything really standing out from last year that was romantic comedy. Um there were like, a lot of really bad ones. Oh, yeah. Well, there was a, a ton of shit ones last year. And, I mean, I'm trying to think off the top of my head right now what the best rom-com could have possibly been from last year. And it may have been Longshot. Oh, yeah. You know what? That's probably my favorite from last year. Yeah. It was probably, like, for me, it was probably either Longshot or, like, Plus One, thinking off the top of my head. Plus One was also a Hulu original. But... Okay. I thought last year was a very weak year for for rom-coms <laughs> because there were some good ones and then a lot of absolute trash ones. Mostly trash ones. Yeah. So I was excited for this. Yeah, me too. I uh, I really liked the trailer. Like, It's not often, even in comedy general, just flat-out comedy, that uh, the trailer comes out and like I'm laughing at the trailer, but like there were good bits in the trailer. I'm like, man, I really hope they... Uh, they don't blow their load with some of those, but then uh, I think they did a good job with selling you with the trailer without exposing some of their funniest moments. And uh, yeah, like, uh, do you do you want to start uh, start getting into this now? Because uh, yeah, we'll we'll just start getting into it. I think for me, the first thing that stood out for me in this is I really like the structure of the movie. Oh my god, okay. so happy you said that. All right, 
it's something because usually like I when the movie's done, I go back and write my general notes. Like, how's the writing? How's the acting? All that stuff. And then like during the movie, I'm just making notes on scenes. Mm-hmm. But that was the first thing I wrote down when the movie ended. I was like smart writing. I like the dialogue story structure out the gate impressed. Yeah. I'm just going to say this. I like this movie a lot. I liked it a lot. And uh, right from the beginning, I was, I was hooked, which I wasn't sure if I was going to be because we've seen a decent amount of these kind of like time loop movies or even just movies where there's something very like fantastical happening within a rom-com. So I don't know. I wasn't like too interested in, leading up to the the how or like what happens to lead to the time loop happening and right. the, the movie starts up and basically right from the get-go they are kind of explaining to you without actually spoon like just by their actions it's setting up the characters and he's already in the time loop kind of spoilers but you know the movie starts up and you're like oh this guy's kind of depressed why is he so depressed and everything that you see leads back to it later like this movie is only an hour and like 25 minutes long it's really lean but it's it's very like compact and everything means something because almost everything that they show you comes back around to something later so in the beginning of the movie the first scene you're kind of like oh man like what's wrong with this guy he's kind of depressed oh he's stuck in this time loop oh why is this girl so depressed oh that's why like and it's really cool because they show you scenes and then later on they reveal things that are expanded from that same scene and in general, just I think as in terms of like story structure, this is probably my favorite movie this year. Yeah, man, dude, the writing in it is so smart. The and I like I loved what you said about like the way they reveal certain information. Like stuff would be revealed to me, and I would be like, oh, no fucking way. And obviously, like we watch a ton of movies, it's really hard to kind of throw me off when I'm following the story. Like I'm giving it my attention. Like I know generally speaking what comes next like in terms of um what what can be expected of certain character archetypes mm-hmm. and this movie does such a good job of still subverting what you might expect and i even love the way structurally it jumps back and forth between whose day you're following yeah it was it was super impressive and especially when you're dealing with things like like an infinite time loop or time travel, like you fall into like these common holes. Yeah, I would agree with that. Just look at the runtime and then look at how well it's written. I think movies that aren't as good wear out the runtime and stuff like that. This just seems so much more like we know what works. We know what the strong moments are of the movie. Like like I said, there's no waste, wasted space in this movie, which is really nice. Yeah, definitely. Like it doesn't feel like you're just sitting there waiting for the next thing to happen. Mm-hmm. I guess you can you can tell that it's a passion project because like they wanted it to do well, but you telling me that this is essentially like you know not an amateur writer in terms of ability or anything like that, but like this being like a first feature film, mm-hmm. this really fucking impressive, and this is like a hard topic to try and tackle. Yeah, I want to bounce off this. This is something I was going to bring up a little bit later, but you just touched on it. A lot of romantic comedies that come out. And I feel like they they focus so much on, okay, like this movie is going to be, we need to make it funny. And they try way too hard to make it funny. And then it either like undercuts the romance aspects of it or just undercuts in general the rest of the movie. 
Uh, mm-hmm. the, the blend for everything in this movie between the romance, the comedy, you know, and, and what they're trying to tell is, is so good. And this movie has a ton of heart. And I think that's because of the messages and stuff that it's trying to comment on, because there's a lot of different messages that it's trying to, to tell you. And there's a lot about human condition and there's a lot of things that feel very real for me. And I think there's a lot of things that people can relate to. And there's also a lot of things that I think people can learn from in this movie and, and talking about, you know, what people, how people get comfortable, what they do, um, and like the downfalls of that. So yeah, I was, I was impressed with that also. Cause I was just like, wow, this movie's really funny. It's really stylish. And like, you know, this, the, the character development is spot on. Oh, and you're actually telling me something too. Like I thought that was really yeah. cool. For me, Andy Samberg's character like really resonated. It was weird. Like honestly, both of their characters resonated at different points throughout the movie. Because yeah, I would agree with that. Like, Same for me. Yeah, because like what you're saying about kind of like when you're in that situation. I actually wanted to ask you this question. I don't know. Uh, you know what? Now's just as good a time as any. But if you got caught in this time loop situation, how do you think you would fare? in that like how how do you think you would carry yourself because personally when we meet Andy Samberg's character and for a lot of the movie a lot of like what he says and does I just was watching it I'm like that's like exactly how I would be too if I was trapped in there alone I feel like I would just sink into what Andy Samberg was going through I think I would end up being like Andy Samberg's character and just another thing like I think if you don't re- really resonate with that, or if that character doesn't really resonate with you, or you don't think that you would be like that, one thing that I actually think that they do that's really smart is they don't ever tell you how long he's been in this time loop. So he could have been in that time oh. loop for like fucking forever. Like, and you know, when you think about that and how terrible that is, it you're just like, okay, yeah, like how could you not be like that? And I think that's really smart. That again, going back to writing, I think that's really smart that they didn't tell you how long that's been going on for him specifically dude yes absolutely i loved that part of it they never give you that answer but there's something about it that makes it feel like he's been in there for years like years and years Mm -hmm. and he just got trapped like there's moments where he makes like offhanded comments about things and so for this movie i started watching it uh earlier in the day and i got to (laughs) I got to about like the last 20 minutes and then I had to stop and then I restarted it from the beginning. And when I went back and restarted it, I noticed things in like that opening scene that I didn't notice the first time, even knowing the premise of the movie, I didn't notice it. So like, I mean, it's not a huge spoiler or anything. If you saw the trailer, you know, it's like a groundhog day situation, infinite time loop. And uh, when the old lady walks up to him, and she says, I've been to more weddings than you could imagine. And then he says kind of like under his breath, he's like, you'd be surprised. The first time I heard him say that, I thought I kind of get the vibe that he's, this is one of his loops. Like he's already been in, like he's already done this before. I thought him saying yeah. that was almost like kind of being like, oh, I already know. I already know what you're going to say. So like, he's just kind of preempting what she was going to say. And then going back the second time and being like, Oh, he's saying it because it's just like, uh, I've done this a lot. It's like, I, I live this day every day of my life. Yeah. Well, I think that goes back to like, 
how the characters ran and all that because there's even some like lines that he has in like the first like little you know 10 minutes of the movie where i guess they seem cocky or like you know that he, he does just doesn't give a shit and it's kind of like that's why the first 10 minutes i was like why is this guy kind of like such a scumbag and then you find out that he's already been in that loop for however like long and you're like oh shit but there's a lot of lines where like even where he he's like nice legs or whatever like, yeah that's just something that i feel like that's just it's so like non-affectionate but it, you know is that it's gonna lead to whatever so yeah. he's saying it like there's there's a lot of the way they have him say certain lines also just implies like his feelings and once you know what's going on it it makes even more right. sense so uh one thing i wanted to get up to though talking about the characters and stuff i trying to think if andy samberg has been better in a film I oh I was he was really good, good. dude Okay, so my third note on the movie was I already love Andy Samberg's character, but there's so much more range and depth to him as a character in this movie than I think I've ever seen him perform in. And like, yeah. I know he's done mm-hmm. some more, um, not like hard-hitting dramas, but like some more like serious like indie films and stuff, but I am not as familiar with everything he did there. But this was just... There was like a lot of, like I keep saying, subtlety to the writing, but also to their characters and stuff. And some things were, you know, a little bit more upfront, like when they're having the conversation by the fire and she points out some things about his um, his character and the way that he handles like the situation that like his life has become. And I don't mm-hmm. know, like there's just so much more to this character. And it's like, he's not playing just like a silly, goofy guy. He's not it's not dumb comedy. Like he is goofy in the sense that he is, he's lighthearted and he's having fun and he's trying to make the most of his situation. But at the same time, he's not really making the most of his situation. He's just like kind of accepted a doomed fate. And like, I don't know, like the, the dichotomy of his character was just really intriguing to me. And it really like spoke to me. And, uh, and, and same thing, same thing for her character. Like they both were amazing. Like, I think their chemistry was awesome. They were both extremely likable characters, but they weren't perfect people. And I think that is really cool to see. All the characters are like that throughout the movie. Cause even JK Simmons yeah. character is, is like, yeah. That. Be, and I think that's just a more, much more real representation of humanity, honestly, because it's like, People are multifaceted, and I think a lot of these movies create these unrealistic expectations of of what love feels like or what it means or how people should act in relationships. And I feel like this movie was just, like, so... I mean, obviously, it's not, like, grounded in reality in the sense of, like, the time loop stuff, but these characters are so grounded and they're so real because they they are flawed, but there is so much that we see in them that is redeemable qualities. And even if they are doing shitty things, you still feel bad for them because you know, those shitty things are almost like a product of the world that they're thrust into. Even when they're talking about the stuff from before they got in the loop. Yeah. The one thing I was going to say was their chemistry is excellent between each other, but you know, singling out Andy Samberg, He's been in movies that have like a lot of heart and they're not, you know, they, they are silly and he can do a little bit more. Brigsby mm. Bear comes to mind, but I think this is the first time where you've really gotten like 
a much wider range of emotion because you, I mean, he goes through like, I think he even says towards the end, he's like been through like every emotion and it's, you see him sad, you see him depressed, you see him like really happy, angry. I just feel like this is the most he's been given in terms of like, okay, show us what you can do. And I was really impressed with it. Same thing with Kristen Milotti and uh, J.K. Simmons again. He like seals the show with every scene he's in pretty oh, yeah. much. But really the, from the three main actors, I was I was really impressed from all of them. I really hope that this springboards Andy Samberg into doing more things that are a little bit more maybe maybe a little serious or just have like a little bit more, I guess, weight to them. But I think Kristen Milioti is going to blow up from this. I hope so. She was doing everything Andy Samberg was doing too. Like, And that's something else that I really appreciate about this movie because it wasn't just like, look at this silly guy and here's this serious girl trying to like bring him down to earth or anything like that. Like she was hilarious too. And she, she was getting just as mixed up in like the silly stuff that he was doing. And she was getting just as dark. Like they gave both characters equal screen time and just as much stuff to do. Like they really shared this movie and they both got an opportunity to showcase a wide range. And that's not something that you see in a lot of rom-coms. Like a lot of rom-coms, they're either following the guy or they're following the girl. And it, it, it just always is like somebody has to change for somebody. And I guess there's an argument to be made that like, yeah, there's, there is that moment in the end there. But I, I didn't see it so much as like, hey, you need to change for me as much as it was like kind of kind of realizing things about yourself that you needed to change for yourself anyways yeah this movie was so much of what i was hoping i was going to get in the lovebirds even though i kind of knew that i wasn't going to get in the lovebirds just by the trailer but like when we talked about that movie i was saying you know i was hoping that there would have been a movie with a lot of heart and it would have you know had funny moments but it would also had their serious moments and stuff and that's exactly what this is like this movie has a ton of heart it's really funny when it wants to be and you know, it actually has a message to say and it gets serious and stuff. So, you know, I, I was really impressed with that and I just touched on the comedy a little bit. What did you think about the comedy? Cause I don't know if I like laughed super hard at any parts. There was a few parts that actually like really got me, but I laughed like a decent amount throughout the whole movie. But I think in general, the majority of this movie, I was just like, I was just having fun. And I was just really like loving Dude, the movie. I have like, so most of the rest of my notes are just bits that I really liked, but the first note I wrote, it says less than a minute in and I'm already laughing. Like right <laughs> out the gate. Like this movie starts in like the first 15 minutes. There's like three sexual scenes. They're not like straight up sex scenes, but there are like three moments where something sexual is happening and that first one, when we were introduced to his character, I was I was cracking up at it. Even like, even the way that the 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 shot composition is in that scene, and because uh, you see the back of him in the mirror, but you see the front of him, and then you see what his girlfriend is doing in the mirror, and he's doing his thing, and she's just like shit, 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 and he's yeah, just shit. like, <laughs> just that that scene right away. I was like, Jesus, like we're a minute in, and I'm 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 fucking cracking up. And a little bit later in the, like midway through the movie, I was just like, this is the funniest movie I've seen all year. It's, it's definitely up there. I still really like butt boy, but butt boy is such a different type of humor. Yeah. Because the movie butt boy is a 
comedy, but it's not played as a comedy. They're different things like where this movie actually like gave me like a genuine laugh and it was it was uh, a like a constructed joke, whereas there are almost like non jokes that make you laugh in Buffalo. Right. And so. So, yeah, I guess in that regard, the jokes in this movie are probably the best jokes I've seen from a movie this year. But in general, I think it is one of the funniest movies from 2020. The scene that got me <laughs> is also really on the movie, but I won't spoil it. But when um, Peter Gallagher, who plays the dad, says, uh, this dentist glues teeth, I lost oh, it. Oh, dude. No, my... <laughs> can we can we just open the door for some spoilers? Because, And I, I hate I hate to be that guy who ruins jokes, but this line, the delivery and the context of it, I the the first time I watched it, I could not stop laughing at it. Like I laughed at it for way too long. It was just so, so on the nose, perfect for like my sense of humor. And again, it, it went back to, I'm like, can I, can I just say, cause the joke does pertain to a spoiler of a reveal that's made in the movie. Yeah. I mean, you can do whatever. Right. <laughs> it's our show. Yeah. So spoiler alert people. I'm going to, I'm going to reveal something. So, it's revealed within the first loop that we witness that Andy Samberg's girlfriend that he wakes up with in the morning cheats on him. And there's there's a loop later in the movie where... Uh, what are their characters' names? I I, I feel like I know them. I sh- the two main characters? It's Niles and Sarah are the two main characters. Niles and Sarah. So Sarah comes to wake Niles up, and then she leaves the room, and then Niles' girlfriend who we know is cheating on her, but in their time loop, he shouldn't know that yet. And she doesn't know that he knows that because she doesn't know he's in a time loop. She's just like, wait, are you cheating on me? And he just goes, no, you're cheating on me, you goof. Yeah. (laughs) The way he said it's so cute. He's like, smile at her. He's like, no. And he just gets up out of bed. And she's like, what? (laughs) I lost it. I was... I was cracking up so hard. And then I knew it was coming the second time still made me laugh. I'm like the layers to that, that silly, stupid line. I'm like, is fucking genius. They do a good job. Also just making each loop, not redundant. Also not going to go really like into that, but, but yeah, they, they do a lot of, cause you would think that a lot of these time loop movies where it's the same thing, but like happy death day is pretty bad with it where, she wakes up and they essentially show the whole beginning portion of her day and she's walking out of the school and, and she's getting more and more manic as each one goes by this. They only show you like a few things, like their eyes open and then they show like the pool scene or something like that. Like they show like one or two things, but, and then they show you something completely new. So it doesn't get boring, which is uh which is really good. I wanted to say this though. I do have a couple negatives on the movie. I don't know if you do or not. Okay. Lay them on me. I think for what they were going for, they handled this pretty well. I wasn't a big fan of finding out the how and and how they're going to get out of it. But I think okay, I think if that's the direction they were going to go in, which I think for the payoff they want this movie to have, I think it works fine. They kind of do it where it's it's jargon. They kind of give you jargon and you have to movie magic accept it basically yeah i wonder if there is something that they could have done that's a little bit better with the ending not that i wasn't satisfied i was happy with the ending i was 
I was cool with it, but I think the ending is something that you've seen before. It's not going to blow the doors off. I don't want to say what happens, but it just felt a little bit more in line with a lot of rom-coms and what you would expect. And I don't know. I was okay. I was kind of not sure if you needed that whole quantum physics portion of it. Or at least maybe find it. You didn't like the quantum fucker moments of the movie? Mm. See, quantum fucker's only for us on this show. Okay. Yeah. But they yeah. Can't, they can't take the quantum fucker. <laughs> no, they can't. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I felt like the, the ending, again, I was satisfied with it. It was fine. thought the ending wasn't something as original as the rest of the movie, maybe. And hmm. I feel like that quantum physics part could have maybe been changed a little bit to alter the ending. Well, here's the here's the thing, and this doesn't happen a lot on our show, but I actually disagree with you, bro. Oh no. Yeah, because if anything, I liked it because it did something different. I felt like it did do something different. Now, I think the similarities lie in the character stuff in the end in terms of like the the way that dialogue is with um Actually, I like that they did the, like you have one sentence and then he does the things like comma and ampersand and like he keeps trying to add stuff on. Uh, I thought that was cute and I thought that was funny. Yeah. But I think in terms of like rom-coms, like you always need that coming together moments. Like I realized what I was doing and that I was wrong and that I'd rather die with you than live in this world without you type thing. I think there's a lot of cliches that are played in there and there's some other moments earlier on where there's some rom-com cliches, but in terms of the ending and the, the quantum physics of it and everything, I like that they did that because every other one of these time loop movies, it's something mystical. It's something where you have to be a better person or you have to fix this thing in you or like, and it, and it makes it more, I don't know, like whimsical or like there's no explanation of the power and like, okay, some mystery is fine, but I like that this movie decided to do something different because like I said, every single one of these, and it's not just Groundhog's Day. I know people keep comparing this movie to Groundhog's Day because I've seen like, um, I've seen like some reviews online and I'm like, you fucking idiots. Like, I hate it. Uh, I I know better than to look at them, but I couldn't help myself. I was like, I want to see what people think about this shit. Uh, I don't know the tomato score, though, so I'm still good on that. But people saying it's, like, derivative of Groundhog's Day, and it's like, yeah, but that's not the only movie to ever do this, but every movie that does it, they make it a magical thing or a thing that has to do with the main character's morality, and it's always just one character who's stuck in the time loop. I liked that by making this a scientific phenomenon, more other people can get trapped in it, too. Like, I liked... Oh man, you saw there's well, like a an extra scene too, right? No, I didn't. At the after the credits, I didn't watch after the credits. No, not like after after the credits. It's like it ends and then it shows like some credits and then there's another scene with J.K. Simmons. No, I, I actually didn't. Uh, I shut it <gasps> off almost immediately. No, no, you can't be you can't be serious. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Dude, watch the- that that bonus credit changes the game. Does like, it? Uh, I'm not exaggerating. It is game changer. It. Uh, oh my god, you have to watch just the. It's like a two minute scene. Watch it right now. Okay. Like, holy Real, shit, dude! 
real quick before we get off topic, I was going to say there was a time loop movie last year that where they made the whole thing quantum physics and science based. So that's Did why they? what movie Happy Death Day to You is they changed the how to it's a science phenomena and they got to they got to oh. fix it with quantum physics. And that's right, I forgot about that. That movie that movie's stupid though. It is stupid, but I was just saying I I saw that. And then like this is this is kind of it wasn't even so much the like I don't know how I would have wanted it to end up, but this is a big spoiler here, like this is super spoiler, so skip ahead just 30 seconds cuz I'm just going to say it real quick. 3 2 1 the way you would expect the movie to end is that they end up together and they get out of the time loop. That's exactly what happens. And everything's happy ever after. Is it though? Because you didn't see the scene after it. Oh man. No, That's why go. it's a game changer. Let me look this up real quick. Man, I can't believe you. No, I, I shut it off because um my brother's fiance was asking us something and she wanted to watch the movie. So I just wanted to shut it off as soon as it got finished. So nothing would get spoiled for her. Oh dude. You fucked up. How does that change the movie? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So or, in yes, editing, I probably cut I cut out you listening to that, but this is where we're coming back in. How does it change the movie? Huge spoilers, everybody. It's just over. It's over. We gotta do it because I gotta school this boy right now. It shows that Niles got out. It worked. We know that it worked. Mm-hmm. And when the movie ended, it's like, oh, cool, they got out. It's like, oh shit, like they left behind J.K. Simmons, you know. Yeah. But then it turns out they they didn't. She she called him and left him a message. He's still in the loop. He goes, sees that Niles. That Niles is now just he's just regular. He's part of the loop now. His consciousness left. It worked. And then J.K. Simmons realizes it worked, and he's like. I need lots of alcohol. He's going to get him drunk and exact his revenge. He's going to bring him back into the fucking loop. I don't think he is. I think he is. I think because now he finally has a way to get an equal revenge as opposed to what he was doing before with like driving out and like killing him and stuff like that. Like now he can he can actually do eye for an eye. I don't think he is. I think he is. See, I think... I mean, one, you could have lots of alcohol just to celebrate a cause, but also, but look at he, the malice in his has, eyes. Look at the look on his face. But then, the, he has a great monologue like twenty minutes before that that basically talks about how much he's changed. <laughs> then it's gonna undercut all of that. I don't think it undercuts that because what he's talking about there is how, you know. It, how like the days when he stays home, they're always good days. It's always a good day here, but he still mentions, he's like, he's like, you know, I held a lot of resentment towards you. He's like, I'm never going to get to see my kids grow up. I'm never going to be able to get to walk them down the aisle. And he, he was talking about like how he realized like the pain he was causing and like how that, that doesn't help. And like, he learned that when he was in the hospital and stuff like that. And he it's, I'd say it's more, his monologue is just about like, you know, if you're stuck here, it could be a lot worse. It's like you got to find like the silver lining in the situation and stuff like that. But that resentment is still there. And I think his realization is more so that him hurting him, him killing him, isn't going to help him get any better. And it's, and it's just making Niles' life even worse too. He's like, this isn't, 
equal retribution for what happened. Like, it, this is never going to satisfy me. And then I think he realized he has a way to satisfy himself in that he can finally return the quote-unquote favor and now drag him back into the time loop. Oh, you got out, motherfucker? You're coming right back in and restart the time loop for him. Hmm. That's how I get I mean, I think it's there to be ambiguous, but the the lots of alcohol, the way he said it and the smile he had, it wasn't a smile of like, oh, you son of a bitch, you did it. It's like a, a it, it looked more like a light bulb turning on for him. And he's, it already shows you earlier in the movie just how like st- sadistic he is that why wouldn't he do that? I just, I, I think he's like, bringing him back. I, I hope not. That would actually ruin a little bit of the movie for me. <laughs> really? That would bum me out hardcore. Yeah. I felt like, because like the J.K. Simmons character is a, is on the surface, especially the first time you see him, it seems very outlandish. It's kind of like, why the fuck is this guy hunting him? And then you figure out why, and you get kind of like flashbacks of all the things that he's done and stuff like that. But I liked that there was a moment of growth for that character. Again, going back to how there's nothing wasted in the movie, that last you know, scene, not the last scene, but the scene that you see with J.K. Simmons at the house and stuff, I felt like it was really, like, I don't know if heartfelt's the right word, but, like, again, I was just like, wow, like, all the characters are kind of getting their moment to shine here, and I feel like if he does that, it's almost a betrayal of that character. I didn't see it as a betrayal. I, I thought it would make sense. It's also not necessarily what happens. I like that they leave it open-ended and it's kind of just like, oh, like, what is it? Like, now we can have a debate about it. Like, if you want it to fit the character, then you could, yeah, it could just be like, it's a celebration. Like, I'm going to get out of here. Or if I wanted to take it as in like a darker twist, because you know me, I like, I like unhappy endings. For some reason, they just, they just resonate with me better. Uh, Now I can look at that and be like, oh, this sick fuck is going to drag him back into the shit then like I think both of them make sense for his character whether it's you want to believe that his character change stuck or if you want to believe that he can he can still be honest about what he said about uh, all that other stuff but now he's just like like I said it's a light bulb went off and he's just like this is the way I actually make it even He's like, that's why like the other stuff felt empty and it's just like not even worth it. But now I have a way to make it even. Mm-hmm. And now he knows the way to get out so he can drag him back in and then just blow his own ass out of there. Not tell him that's how to get out and just leave him stuck behind there. I guess he could. <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't like it, but I guess he could. Yeah, I would like it. I loved the ambiguity in the end there. I thought that that extra scene was was perfect. I, I'm always happy to get another taste of J.K. Simmons. I think the, the ambiguity is cool. I'm just saying I wouldn't like it. Like, if this ended up leading to a Palm Springs 2, I'd be kind of annoyed. Oh, well, I don't think they're going to do that. I don't think that, they would. And I don't think that's what it was set up for. But, I don't know. I just, I prefer the character growth over the the dark ending, I think. Okay. Good for you. That's That's just my taste. I'm sorry, buddy. That's okay. No, I like this because we usually just agree with each other all the time on this show. I'm glad that we differ here. Only like a couple more points, though, on this movie. You hit on it real quick, and I'll just do the same. I think this is a really, really well-shot film. I think shot composition in this movie is really creative. And yeah, um, just the look, the colors, everything like that. I was really into it, how 
this movie looked. And uh, I think we've said before, like we really like kind of like that, like colorful, like neon like look. And that had a little bit of it to this movie. Aesthetically, I was I was all about the movie. Even just the way that Niles dresses and stuff. He's got like this really like over the top like Hawaiian shirt with like yellow like shorts and stuff like that. Like I just the color palette, everything. I think this is one of my favorite just looking movies this year. Yeah. Other than that, you know, like I said, really my only negatives. I wasn't a big fan of the the quantum physics thing or just like how the movie wraps up a little bit. But okay, I think that, that's I, fair. I think this is possibly the at least for 2020, this is probably the least amount of negatives I've had on a film. Yeah. Same for me. Cause like, I mean, I didn't have, I didn't have any of those negatives. I, afterwards I was like, I gotta be able to find something I didn't like about this. And like I said, there is some, some cliches from the rom-com genre that make their way into the dialogue, but I didn't think there was anything too egregious. So it, it really didn't take away for me. Also, I was watching the movie in, in very high spirits. So, yeah, it was just it's just a really fun time. It was nice to be like... Because, like, King of Staten Island could be classified as comedy, but there's so... And there's a lot of heart in that movie, and we get that. But that movie uh, is definitely down for a lot of it, and that movie is a, an entire hour longer than this fucking movie. So... It's just a different viewing experience. Like this movie, I laughed more than anything else this year, and it just just felt good to be laughing and uh, and enjoying a nice flick. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Th- this is something that I wrote down as kind of a negative, but it's actually something that I'm like very willing to forgive. So I don't even know if I should even bring it up. But there are a few events that happen pretty quickly. But one, the movie's super short and it's very compact, and I would rather. Mm-hmm have a movie that's compact and lean than a movie that drags on with other crap just to show you like the more of like, I guess like transition, I guess a little bit like certain things that happen aren't so jarring where I'm like, wait, how did that happen? And also a lot of the time that passes and the transition between the feelings and stuff like that, I think can just be explained away by like, they've been in a loop. Like there's a lot that's happened that we haven't seen. So I think there's moments where things happen a little bit, but you can explain away those problems, if that makes sense. Yeah, I can get that. That's kind of my feeling on the whole quantum physics thing, because I feel like I'm happy that they didn't take too much time to go into that, and they didn't make the whole movie about trying to figure out the science of it, because that's what Happy Death Day 2 did. Yeah. And um no, I I appreciated that they didn't make it too heavy on on that side and like they really let the movie's focus be about um the character's growth and their relationship and stuff like that as opposed to being watered down or weighed down by the science behind it. So, yeah, no, like uh there's uh there's really not a lot I have to complain about. But no, nice. I got a question for you. I know the question, but ask it to me anyway. <laughs> okay. Where do babies come from? The stork. Nice. What's the tomato tomato? <laughs> <laughs> tomato tomato. The critics, 92%. Okay. So that's actually not a huge drop considering. Like you, A lot of times you see the drop from like when it's first released and like you're saying at the festivals, everyone's high on it. 
It'll yeah. be like in the mid nineties. And then all of a sudden it's like, it's like an 80. Yeah. 92s still good. A minus. And then we looked when we did that trailer park, it was at hundred percent. We looked at what the average actual score was and it was like, it was like a B it was, it was at like 8.5. Okay. So, and now it's, now it's at a B minus. So it really hasn't changed that much. And the audience score also the audience, you know how like you normally you go on and there's like, Oh, there's like 400 critic reviews and there's like 40,000 audience reviews. There really isn't that many audience reviews on this movie, which I think is surprising considering it's on Hulu, but uh, the audience score is 90%. So it's basically an A minus to an A minus. Oh, so one's just a little bit higher of an A minus. Yeah. 92 to 90. Well, I'm going to say tomato Mm -hmm. and I'm going to bump this up to an A. A. That's what I did too. <laughs> Same thing? Yeah, I went A. <laughs> I almost expected you to go A minus. Honestly, I wanted to give this an A plus. Like I I wrote down, let me see. One of my notes says 20 minutes in, and this is at the very least an A. Like I I was already digging on it. And that was on my first viewing. That was when I when I had just started it. Uh and I was I was just so just so into it like I loved the characters, I loved the humor. I could immediately see how well crafted the story like I loved the way the story structure was and yeah, I was like fuck, this movie is hitting for me real hard. But I can confidently say, "Hey, I feel like my grade if I gave it an A+ plus today, in 2 weeks I'd have been like, "You know what? It's probably just an A." So I'm giving it an A today, but I yeah. feel like an A plus in my bones. I um, I was thinking about this and I was like, is this my favorite movie of the year so far? And I think it is. This is mine too. Yeah, I I really liked it. Um, also just <laughs> you said uh, 20 minutes in and this is already an A. I was like, I feel like that was how I was feeling when I saw Glass. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, because I loved the first act of Glass. I was like, oh man, this is so sick. And then like that movie just gets fucking shitty quick. <laughs> but i remember like the first act of that movie i was like digging i was like oh this is so cool and then it all went downhill yeah well it made for a great episode mm-hmm. and we talk about cheeto penises <laughs> exactly <laughs> but yeah man this is this is cool it's actually it's funny i I think that my favorite rom-com from last year was a Hulu original. And so far this year, it's it's definitely this movie. I mean, r- right now, I think it's my favorite movie from the year. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. Look how far we've come from shitting on Netflix movies to loving Hulu movies. Hulu. <laughs> yeah, I know, dude. Like, oh, man, the quarantine. These movies just hit different. But I think this movie would have been good quarantine or not like i i would have really enjoyed this i love andy samberg i love this kind of like blend between like the darkness and the comedy and then i'm not afraid of romance man Mm -hmm. so yeah this was this was a really good time i'm glad that we decided to do this for an episode yeah me too i'm deaf you were the one that showed me the trailer and i'm glad that glad you showed it to me and glad we didn't skip on it because we gotta find these. We gotta find these diamonds in the rough, or whatever the fuck you want to say. We gotta find the good movies out there. Yeah, we gotta find the Aladdin it's, of movies out there, and I don't mean the movie Aladdin. I mean 
how Aladdin is a diamond in the rough, and that's why he can enter the Cave of Wonders and get the lamp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Obvi. Obviously. <laughs> well, all right, man. That was a good time. I'm, I'm, yeah. And I hope the Swampies had a fucking good time because we're going to keep the good times coming, as they say. As Flowrider says, let the good times roll. <laughs> Does Flowrider say that? Yeah, there's a song. There's one song. It, I don't know the name of the song, but the music video, he's got one of those fucking like water-propelled jetpacks. Oh, nice. We should get one for the show. Yeah, we should. <laughs> we write it off on our taxes. <laughs> it's a business expense. <laughs> yeah. How does... Wait. How do you guys use it for a podcast? I'll never tell. Yeah. It's, are, you, are you serious right now? You, you know what? I can't even entertain that right now. Yeah. Well, hopefully we could entertain the masses. Like that segue? I, yeah. I think the masses are entertained. I think they're coming out of the woodwork. They're they're letting their swampy flag fly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just let your swampy flag fly. You could actually get a swampy flag from, two, yeah, from com. I mean, I think it would say for the swampies. I also don't know if we made that available to the swampies or if that's just something that we can get for ourselves. But maybe if there's interest... We can we can open it up to the Swampies if you guys want like a nice banner to put up in your room, repping the two dudes. Let everybody know when they come to your house. Hey, I'm a fucking Swampy. Hey man, I listen to podcasts. Yeah, <laughs> buy me a latte. I listen to podcasts. <laughs> I don't know what podcast people do. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not drinking a latte. I have a um a strawberry light lemonade in Arizona. Have you had those? The Golden Bear. I long time ago I had a golden bear. Golden bear. Yep. Golden bear. I had a golden bear. Long time ago I had a golden bear. Was a good bear. I had a strawberry lemonade. <laughs> what is your favorite bear? Strawberry. 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 Gonna get out of here. There's a strawberry outside. <laughs> Rummaging through the trash. <laughs> oh man. Uh well, you swampies, be careful out there. We know there's a lot of straw bears going out there eating your garbage. Uh, I don't know why I turned into Boston. Go on, Dan, to Harvard Yard, get yourself a straw bear, eating your fucking garbage, and pack your car by the harbor. And until then, sag it, you fucking swampies. <laughs> <laughs>